welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or ever listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. We love a link tree because it's got all the ways you can help support Block Talk. Visit linktree.com slash michaelblocktalk to click on the links. We've got a link to Redbubble where you can purchase all of your Block Talk merchandise from t-shirts to mugs to hoodies to totes available in a variety of styles. Another link has all the platforms you can listen to the podcast plus links to PayPal, Venmo, and Buy Me a Coffee should you feel the desire to tip a host. And as always, follow me on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. Four gladiators of comedy enter, only three will leave. The semifinals is bringing the heat in the latest iteration of the roast. So who was sent packing just a week shy of the grand finale? It's time to talk all things Drag Race UK 5. And here with me to get fired up is Arena. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am doing great. I can't believe this season is almost over. It flew by. It just flew by so fast. I That was like one of the main things that I was realizing is like, oh, wow, we're like at the finale uh, after this week, which is wild. We sure are. Now, as always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We're discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us the reality production. We are shown the editing of television show wants to see. We react to what is presented yes, to the real people and give them an opportunity to go and tell them to share their crafts. But they've also put themselves in a position to be discussed with in the podcast as for entertainment to discuss reality on the show. All right, let's just go through the episode because I have a lot of feelings and there's a lot yes. to talk about. Yes. But Didi slayed another one. She has sent her sister Kate home and says that this one is a sour one. She thinks she has proven she will fight through the competition. I mean, if you're a lip sync assassin on Drag Race UK, you, pre- you do pretty damn well and get pretty damn far. It's not the worst thing to be labeled, you know, like no. it's tough to be in the bottom that much, but she has really turned it every single lip sync and it's yeah. been like commendable. It's incredible. Kate's message tells them that she hopes they all lose, which is funny because <laughs> that ain't going to happen. It's, Always with the jokes, Catherine Butch. She's incredible. And I really, really, I am so grateful that Kate was on this season. I feel like she brought a very sobering personality and persona of drag mm-hmm. that reminded me of like Tia Coffee, you know, like it was right. very direct and sweet. And like, she wasn't a look queen. She wasn't these things that like so many queens are and she was like but i am who i am and she owned it and i loved absolutely it. now after the girls say the word roller coaster Dee, Dee has discovered that she is the only one remaining who is not a geordie a northern lass is really going to take it oops sorry Dee, Dee spoiler <laughs> three geordies and a kent coming to wow presents plus this fall stay tuned <laughs> with only four left tamara says it's quite it's quiet feeling in there even with her in the room Mystic Marley says the experience meant a lot to her. It was so emotional, baby. Will Peter keep the boots? Well, Michael is going to have to pry them off of her as Peter was feeling those boots. I mean, that was a fun makeover, wasn't it? It was such a beautiful makeover. Like, what an emotional episode in general last Mm -hmm. week. Um, And that outfit was just gorgeous. I want those boots. I wouldn't take them off if they were on me. (laughs) Michael was in the bottom, and now she's back with her second badge. She is hot on Ginger's heels. She tells her to not get too comfortable as she's coming up after her. Let's do a badge count. Ginger three, Michael two, tomorrow one, Dee Dee, none. Rough. (laughs) Rough. 
Dini wanted to win the last challenge and is feeling her chance to get a badge of slipping away. She is told she is the official lip sync assassin now. Is mm-hmm. anyone scared to go against her? Well, Ginger says absolutely. No, thank you. Didi says she can do a high energy. She can do a ballad. She can wash the floor with her fanny, apparently. But Michael <laughs> advises her not to do it again. Um, but says she's like a cat with worms. <laughs> Which is an incredible way to describe someone. Absolutely. I think, like, Didi has become such a clown as, like, this show has progressed and this season has progressed. And I really loved at the beginning when they were all, like, trying to see who could get their wig off by just, like, flailing up and down. Mm-hmm. Didi's titty bib just coming out and hitting her and, like, that wig staying on. And then right. her, again, washing the floor. It, it was like as she was she was just incredible i thought it was just such a fun dd episode and i love seeing her let go with the girls it was really sweet the semi-finals will get out of drag the crown is near it is time to battle it out let's get ready to rumble but first dd will bop herself with her boobs and then we will have another installment of wig swap this time michael has ginger ginger has tamara tamara has michael and dd has found a dead cat to put on her head <laughs> i don't know what that was or why it was there it was there, and that's all that matters. <laughs> it's time to do it all again, as it's a brand new day in the workroom, top four through the door. It's the semifinals, rest in peace, Kate Butch, who is lying down flat with a knife in her back. And as Michael says, eyebrows on her forehead. Ooh, it's like she got exterminated. Wait, wrong show. The, the crossover is bound to happen at this point. A hundred percent. Is this the top four Ginger thought? She don't know. No, it's not. I mean... I want to know who she thought the four was going to be if it's not these four. I mean, full T, I would love to see, because I don't think it's the top four that I thought would be there as Mm-mm. well. And like Ginger especially has been like the biggest surprise, I think, right. throughout the entire season. I'm just like blown away by her. But um, but yeah, no, it's an incredible top four. Yeah, she's not mad at it. She's having a lovely time and she really wants that Miss Congeniality title too. I see yeah. you. I see what game you're playing. <laughs> Tamara has had a lot of fun and thinks it's gone too good, so she doesn't want to jinx it as it's gone so amazingly, but um, girl, you just did, but we'll get to your placement soon. Mm -hmm. Ginger knows that looking around the table, she knows one of them won't be at the final, and she will dig deep into her stilettos to make sure that person won't be her. One more batch to the finals. Are they ready? Well, that video message is here to tell them. Sticks and stones may break your bones, but shade will never hurt you. Welcome. Sure, shade will never hurt. Never, ever. <laughs> all the time. Rue has arrived, and I, I will be demanding to know where she got that teal jacket from. I need it, but the blue ascot, no. Teal and blue, shame on you. It's, you know, choices. It sure is. <laughs> With the grand finale a week away, it's time to ask themselves do they have the speed, the strength, the heart to be a winner? For this week's match challenge in a gladiators drag race mashup, they have to go head to head and toe to toe in the Dragators comedy roast. How are you at roasting? Oh God, I've been asked to roast for the first time and I think I'm okay. I, I, mm. I struggle with being mean, very similar to Tamara. I felt so like her in this episode. Well, we'll, we'll get to her roast, yeah. but it's just like, I think there's a certain energy that you can come in with that can really help you go along the way. And I would definitely be riding that train. Dee Dee is panicking already as she is in a roast lineup with Ginger Johnson and Michael Maruli. And oh yeah, she bombed Snatch Game. While tucked tightly in tights, they need to roast each other, the judges and the eliminated queens, as no one is safe. To make sure they are ready to rumble, they are invited to a comedy masterclass hosted by Michelle Visage. Ha ha, see, I got jokes too. It's (laughs) Alan. 
On the main stage, they will be joined by extra special guest judge Aisling B, who, yes, she did appear for the comedy challenge on Series 4 as well. She is back and ready to laugh. There we go. We love a recurring guest star. <laughs> Since she survived the lip sync, Dee Dee will get to determine the running order. I mean, that was kind. Give her one last moment of hope before she leaves. I mean, yeah, it was, it, I think it was like the olive branch, like the last thing that would be helpful for her. And it was so interesting just to see how it all unfolded, like right after that was announced. <laughs> Now, before we get to the jokes, let's talk gladiators. For those of us from the U.S., that is, in fact, our show, American Gladiators. Like We Steal the U.K.'s Best Game Shows, this time they took it from us. It ran from 1992 to 2000, but it will be making a revival next year, hosted by Bradley Walsh of Doctor Who fame. I had no idea. (laughs) I know we did some sort of like revival of it. I don't think it really went well, but um, I hope for the UK they get to have fun. Fingers crossed. <laughs> it is a roast and Dee Dee will get to pick the order. She says she will think carefully where she is going. I mean, it's obvious. You pick right, you know where you're going. <laughs> she says whatever Ginger and Michael want, they are not getting. And she will stay true to that. Dee Dee has the power and she is loving it. And imagine if she had a badge. I, I feel like there are people out there who love, love, love power trips. And I feel like Dee Dee is probably the worst person to ever have one. I can just see it so clearly. Like, it, it's like if she if she did get a badge from the group challenge that would have gotten her a badge, I think she right. would be going about everything very differently. Absolutely. I agree. Now, Dee Dee will ask what they want. The preferred spot. Michael would like to go first and is comfortable to get everyone going. Ginger says she doesn't mind. She'll go anywhere. Tomorrow would like to go second or first. And Diddy says, I hear you, but I'm baby. I do it my way. <laughs> she knows first and last are pressure places, though Ginger will play mind games and be like, but if you don't go first, they could tell the jokes you plan to. Didi's like, there are pros and cons. And Ginger says she is trying to be strategic, but Didi doesn't know what to do with herself. So here it is. Didi's going second, putting tomorrow first, Michael go last. And Ginger is going, uh, Michael's going to go first, even though she asked for or going last, even though she asked for first, meaning Ginger is last. Mm-hmm. Are they all happy? Sure. Am I happy right now? No, but that's okay. It'll be fine. Again, I just really loved how spicy it got, like, for a little bit, like, Mm -hmm. of just, like, things not being met. And, like, Dee Dee asking, like, what do you want? And then not giving it. I did think that was kind of fun. (laughs) Michael is concerned about going last. She doesn't know if they'll use the jokes she's got. She says, you have to be funny. You have to be the best. You have to think on the spot. Which is a rhyme. We love rhymes. The girls claim their spots in the workroom as they get to joke writing. And with her leg up on the table, Michael can see tomorrow's breakfast. And I bet she does this all the fucking time. I mean, fuck the flexible bitches. I used to be one of them. Thanks, theater. I mean, yeah, it's like you sort of have to. I remember my debut show. I did like the jumping splits for my mm-hmm. number. Haven't done them since. And I don't yeah. think do them anytime soon. But I loved just her leg being right up there as she's writing. It's incredible. Dee will continue to prove that she is uncultured as she has also not seen gladiators. Um, what has she seen? Quickly. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Michael was obsessed with gladiators saying it was campus tits, big sweaty blokes wrestling, rolling around, and they wonder why she turned out the way she did. Can I get an amen? Amen. Ugh. What are they most concerned about? Well, Ginger says how pissed off Vicky's going to get. Which in the moment was a gag. We didn't know what was to come. 
Not at all. I th- I don't think anything could have prepared me for like the like what what is happening right now. Like oh, it yeah. was. Oh my god. We're gonna get to it, and it's gonna be. Fun. Oh yes. Ginger has only done one roast before. She prefers stories and doing funny songs. And like me, she's not very good at remembering things. Um, I can admit that I'm very bad at it. Like I'm terrible at remembering things. That's fair. I I I forget the important things you know i feel like i will remember my coffee order and like sure. my coffee order but i'll forget like their phone number <laughs> Didi hopes that she doesn't come across mean and unfunny. to which michael is like you've made a career of it so far haha <laughs> thank you good night she'll be here all week and ginger says she should record the jokes and lip sync to them and she'll be fine thank you good night she'll be here all week as well that read was top tier like it, it was, was great. really so gorgeous and delicious because Ginger's, Ginger's delivery is just, I think, It's so sublime. Uh. Dee Dee knows people are expecting her to flop, and she wants to prove them wrong. So Tamara suggests she has stage presence, and Ginger is like, sometimes too. A chuckle would be nice. Just, that's the point of a roast. Get people to laugh. Exactly. Eight is ready. The door opens, and with a wild twist, it's not RuPaul. It is Alan Carr coming in alone. I did not know they let anybody else through the front door. Bonkers. Bonkers, but honestly, Alan deserves it. I feel like what a lovely judge. I really he is there to teach them how to roast. Now, rather than a one-on-one coaching on the main stage, Alan is in the workroom to give them some tips on how to roast. Do you prefer the normal one-on-one where we hear the setup and hear the jokes, or do you prefer a setup like this? I like a setup like this. I feel like it decreases the stress a little bit. Like it mm-hmm. feels more like a coaching session, which I kind of like. And even as a viewer, we're not getting spoiled on the jokes that are about to come. That's the thing. It's like, I'd, I'd rather, I, I like the event being the event and not like, oh, okay, we saw how this was like workshopped. Like I really liked what they did. Here's Alan's rule number one. Don't take the piss out of his teeth. He knows they look like toes separate him. And Tamara <laughs> says that she has two jokes in a row. So Alan says, don't make fun of his teeth. Great, now she has one joke. <laughs> Which is interesting. We're going to see if anyone touches the teeth later. Do you think he was being self-deprecating in the moment to be like, yes, you can make fun of the the teeth because I'm already making fun of it? Or do you think it was like actually a no-no? I feel like Alan is very, like, it's like, I think it was an invitation to do it, but to do it like well, I think. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you're going to do this because it is tried and true, like, do it well or else don't even try it. Like, that's what it sort of felt like to me, like a warning. Now, on a serious note, I do think it's important if anyone out there were to do a roast, you have to know the limits and the hard nose of the people you're roasting. If Alan says no teeth jokes, don't do it. If Rue says no old jokes, well, then you're screwed. Yeah, you kind of can't do a roast. Exactly. <laughs> Michael has watched a lot of Alan's stand-ups and says he's so good at it. Alan asks if he's asking for a refund, but no, no. She tells him that he has a conversational way about it. Alan tells her it takes a lot of time to be spontaneous and says before you even see him at the theater he's already done 100 warm-ups <laughs> the question does he ever die in the moment well he says so many times and we'll pull back the curtain and say when you die on telly when they're filming it they add a can laughter and he is smiling to silence can you imagine no that's hard <laughs> that sounds so brutal like yeah. oof. Oof, oof, oof. Alan will start with Ginger, and he tells her that she has funny bones and the expectations are quite high. Is she nervous? Yeah, a little bit. She thinks she'll be okay, though she's a nice girl and doesn't come naturally to be mean to people. Ginger knows how important this roast is, reminds us that a lot of great drag queens have fallen out of the competition at this stage. 
For Michael, Alan wants to know what the angle she's going for. She says to rip everyone to shreds as she feels like they deserve it. Will she pick on everyone? Well, she'll be generous on how much she hates everyone. All right, that's the way to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Alan says there's a thin line when someone gets too mean. He says the audience will forgive you if it's funny. He compares roasting to touching a bruise. I don't like touching bruises. What are you talking about, sir? I, even like when I have to ice a bruise, I don't want to do that. I don't want to no, do that. No, mm-hmm. I guess he just likes pain. Could Good be. Him. Some people, hey, like why not? <laughs> Michael has never done a structured stand-up routine, but hosting on a microphone and telling jokes to an audience is what he does for a living. Michael shares she is going last, even though she asked for first, shafted by her lovely sister. Tomorrow will reveal she is going on first, and Alan will just sit there and laugh, reminds her it's tough going on first. Does she have any fear? Well, she says no. She says it's pressure, but she's got this. Tomorrow says she won't be picking on her fellow semifinalists. She will say one little comment for Michael and Ginger, but go in on Dee Dee, as it's the only airtime the bastards need. Which is interesting. I feel like it's a choice if you have enough material. And what we're going to see is maybe Tamara didn't have any material at all. She just winged it. I think that, yeah. Yeah. Like she went off energy, you know? Exactly. Now, Ginger thinks that tomorrow's roast will be avant-garde. Will it be funny? Yes. Will it be a roast? That's another question. (laughs) Alan will ask if anyone is struggling how they get into the jokes. And Dee Dee is. So Alan says, picking on the worst qualities and exaggerating it to the nth degree. Didi says her worry is coming across mean, and Alan's like, go on, try it. Here she goes. Banksy, I'll always remember your lyric. Face is full of filler and ego is enormous, which is funny because you are just a filler and your nose is ginormous. Alan will say it's funny and not too mean, but where are the laughs? I wasn't funny. Not a single, not even like a chuckle, you know? Why are we encouraging the girl? I don't know. I don't. I think they were. I think Alan was just like, "Hey, let's like give something, maybe." Because I, I get the idea that DD sort of came in like, "I don't know what I'm doing," and so like maybe yeah. it was a way for Alan to be like, "Okay, try this," and that's better than nothing, you know. Alan says that if a joke doesn't land, pick yourself up and be confident. If you thought they were funny, they will be funny, which is great i feel like we hear that kind of line for girls who don't know what they're doing in snatch game and usually it doesn't end well yeah confidence is fine but being delusional not so fine yeah delusion can really lead to bad snatch games and bad roasts i think like being able to be like present with the audience is the main thing so if you see that you're losing them like jada i think is a queen at like Not knowing how to write a joke, but knowing how to be with an audience so that you feel like you're with them, you know? Alan says comedy is a lot like sex. You shouldn't really talk about it. You should just do it. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. You're right. (laughs) Do you think this coaching session helped them? I think it must have at least either given them confidence. I think the only person leaving, I mean, even Tamara, like, was given the, like, Alan was just like, you're Tamara Thomas. I feel like you go in sort of like fully in ready. And maybe they didn't work on jokes, but it's still like prepared Tamara, I think, to go in and be like, yeah, I'm ready for this. Like, I don't have to know how to do a joke. Do you know what I mean? I mean, not even being completely results oriented here, but like it clearly did help. Yeah, it really did. <laughs> um, If I were a show producer here, I'd be like, okay, this is the format. We're doing this every single time. A hundred percent. I agree. 
While it's not a traditional Elimination Day moment, the girls are getting to face, which makes me think this was all filmed in a single day, which means, wow, they had to do the jokes and remember them in a single day. Damn. I mean, it makes Michael even more impressive, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. I mean, to be fair, I would say future contestants going on Drag Race, you're in your hotel room. Write shit down. Oh. Start writing. Go you for never it. know. 100%. And I feel like it's always helpful. It's always better to be overprepared, you know? Exactly. And even if you're going to be on Drag Race, period, have standard jokes ready in your journal that you can replace names with. Yes. And like, like, I mean, I feel like being out on the scene, like you already like come up with jokes. Are you even here? Like funny jokes. It's right. like, okay, like, let's like see influences, take what works and put it on the main stage. And again, like, you know, you're going to have to roast real. You're going to have to roast Michelle, have them ready, but find something different. That's the key here. Yeah. Like something new. Like I'm, I'm so tired of Michelle being a man. I'm so tired yeah. of Michelle being old. Like I want something new. Exactly. This week's mirror talk has Didi asking the gals if they think Northerners are funnier than Southerners. They laugh and say yes, and Michael says it's become because of the struggle in the real North. It's real. They find comfort in humor. Michael says coming from the Northeast, she found humor as an escape when she was younger. She says everything's gray and dreary. You either get up and laugh or get up and stare at the wall praying for bedtime. I was like, that's bleak. <laughs> Doesn't sound- Ginger says, from the day you're born, you're getting the shit ripped out of you, or you have to keep up or get left behind. Damara notes that all Northerners are thick-skinned, and not just because of the cold. She says that Northern humor is dirty and real and comes from a heartfelt place. They can take the piss out of each other, yet be the first to stick up for someone. Now, I don't know much about being someone who's a Geordie. I don't watch Geordie Shore, but I feel like they, they have a... Um, a unique way of doing things. I don't know where I would compare Northerners to Americans here, um, but but they definitely are a certain kind of human. Yeah, I feel like New York is sort of like a bit of that at times in certain sure. states, you know, like it can be very, ooh, and like you have to have a thicker skin in order to sure. like here. Um, but also like it does seem so specific to Jordy. Like it's like not... We're not them and they're not us. <laughs> Didi says she is the most comfortable ta- taking the piss out of herself. She says her friends used to rip her to shreds when she was younger. As she was overweight, had braces and glasses. She didn't like her- herself in school. She says being the butt of the joke shook her confidence. But when she found her tribe of queer people, that's when she became a class clown of people. And I was like, oh, we are learning about her backstory. It's time to go. Yeah, like, and then it was it, it was really sweet. I do think that like. I like UK's mirror talk so much. Sure. I think it's some of the most earnest out of all They're the natural. Friends. They're so natural. It's not forced. And they talk about like such heavy things in such a gorgeous way. And like, it made me just empathize so much with Dee. And I was like, I can sure. see that you can understand wanting to perform masculinity, but then finding like your queer community and being able to be who you are. It's gorgeous. Ginger says that she was a lot more serious when she was younger, especially at school. She was trying to hide parts of herself to not make herself a target. She didn't have any queer influences growing up and didn't know of any queer people. She might have known queer people, but they didn't know that they were around. Now in a reveal of reveals, Ginger shares that she played rugby from quite a young age until she got an injury. She was a tight head prop, and that is a position in rugby. Don't ask me anything else beyond that about that sport because I know jack shit. I went to two rugby games in college just to okay. I don't know anything, but I was having fun. Did you enjoy the site? Oh, yes. Yeah. 
very much <laughs> isn't it crazy how you got so many homophobic bro bros out there and they're the ones getting all handsy with each other I mean, they're on top of each other. I have a sweater for my university that says that I'm on the wrestling team because in a way I was. That's true. <laughs> she has was much bigger than everyone else in her age group, which was terrifying to the parents in the car bark. Yes, she was actually 13. She says it was a very masculine environment despite not being a very aggressive person. She tries to avoid conflict at every opportunity despite doing the flinging on the pitch. She says that rugby was drag as it was putting on a character. She says it gave her an outlet to perform a masculinity that she otherwise didn't feel. She says when she self-actualized as a queer person and got comfortable with herself, she was able to be a lot more silly. She says that is the greatest gift. Now, Didi proposes, could you imagine Ginger Johnson full drag and rugby? I can, and I'm waiting for a photo shoot. <laughs> I want to see it so badly. Right? I'm Me like, too. I'm like looking at her Instagram, like, please, 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 please. At some point, we got to see it. Now I'm, I'm like, do we need a drag rugby league? And I'm like, no, no, let's not do that. That sounds... No, 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 no. It might be hard. <laughs> the gladiators are putting on their last bits of battle paint. Tomorrow's going to bring the Northeast energy to the roast. They all want this dragger. Dragiators, are you ready? Dragiators, it's such a bad and fun, funky word. I don't like that word. I feel like something smarter could have been made, but also I can't think of something. Do you know what I mean? That's the problem. <laughs> I'm here with you on that one. <laughs> Let's head to the main stage where mother has arrived giving us sex. Uh, that look was hot and scandalous, but the fishnets, I don't know. I don't I think know. That's it gave mother. very it was like, okay, new queen with a really yeah. good budget. You said <laughs> it, not me. Yeah. Our panel includes Michelle in a very strange wig. She was like, I'm going to give you literal silver. You know, it's fine. Sure. I, my favorite. <laughs> Alan Carr and Aisling B was sporting pigtails because why not? <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble. Drag Eaters roast live from the Tickety Boo Arena. We have four drag queens giving us leotards. What a concept. <laughs> um, Rue really said, I learned what Tickety Boo means, and I'm going to use it every chance I get. Every chance. This... I hope it's dead after this season. I don't like it. It's a weird I have a feeling it. it's not going to be dead. <laughs> Well, you know what is kind of dead, even though that bitch Zan brought it up last week? The Inner Saboteur. We, we, we had a good, good spell of that not appearing. It's very but... true that that had disappeared, but mm, we're good. All right. Peep the Eliminated Queens in the audience. And if it looks like someone is missing, you're right. But we will get to that because I want to know, did they have reads ready for her or did they know beforehand? They had it, to have known beforehand. They had to have known beforehand. It felt like they there was so much preparation, especially from all yeah. of them. That because again, like if you're doing Segway chokes and she's not there, then it fucks up your whole thing. So I'd assume they did. They knew. Yeah. All right. Put your fisticuffs together for the flaming fanny fighter. Interesting name choice, but it's her world, and we're just living in it. Why not do something with a T? The terrible Tamara. Tomorrow the terrible. It was so bonkers. And also just yeah. like starting up. I don't know. It was it was bonkers. <laughs> She's giving us 80s workout realness and gets the audience really hooping and hollering. Yeah. She will say that she is a wild woman as you don't know what accent is coming out of her mouth. She's from Hartlepool. That should be scary to everyone. <laughs> Those are still words coming out of her mouth that mean jack shit. 
Yeah, now, when she talks about the accents coming out of her mouth, is she just referring to her snatch game, or do you think like she just swaps accents the season and we just didn't think, catch on? I'm thinking that it's just a snatch game because yeah. I don't think I've caught on to her. I feel like her accent has been quite consistent, except yeah. for that moment. <laughs> she has the privilege and honor to be standing on this stage in front of a bunch of fucking losers. That's the way to get the audience <laughs> on your side. Call them losers. She oh, is. She's seeing a lot of confused faces. Is it because she's wearing clothes or is it because Kate Butch beat all them bitches? I thought that was a great joke. It was perfection. I think this entire roast, everyone touches on Kate mm -hmm. in such a gorgeous way that I'm like, yes. And she just took it like a champ. Like, oh my gosh, I fucking love Kate Butch. She's everything. Well, going back to the losers, Alexis St. Pete, that poor Johnny the Goldfish, he was really hanging on for dear life, just like Miss Naomi Cotter's toes in that lip sync. She has never looked at a set of toes in her all her life and instantly thought, monster munch. She <laughs> says Naomi has the feet like a monster and Banksy has the face to match it. All right, let's talk about that little segment here. I think going back to little Johnny the Goldfish, that was a stretch. Um, then we got to Naomi and the Toes. I was like, that is a stretch. Banksy, a monster? That makes sense. That, that one was <laughs> Did we miss like a conversation about Naomi Carter's Toes? Because I, I know I commented on it, but was it really big? In the workroom, a big deal. Like maybe no. it was in the workroom because everyone basically touched on it after that. But like, right. I, I then like, I mean, it, it caught me off guard. Like everyone just going for her toes, and also Naomi's outfit was just like, okay, what are you doing? Uh, right. <laughs> it, it all felt like a fever dream. That like, can't wait like, to oh. see what she wears next week. Oh my gosh. <laughs> all right. Speaking of family and sisters, Miss Mimi Licious. God forbid if you had something talking about and it wasn't including her, that bitch would wind it all the way back and boom. She's in the conversation. She is surprised that she hasn't stepped on stage and interrupted this little spiel. That was good. I was here for it. Mm -hmm. I guess she wasn't going to talk about the other two because she said nothing. Maybe it was edited out. I don't know. I mean, it. I feel like it would be easy to edit out, but I also don't. Yeah. I just don't think that they they were told because I feel like tomorrow would have been the one to like go in. Right. Alan Carr, you are a sexy bitch. I look at you and I see a smile, a resemblance. I have a thigh gap and you have the same gap in your teeth. Okay, she did the joke about the teeth. I guess it was okay. Michelle, you not only showed me and these bitches how you do drag, you've looked stunning in every single episode. That was a compliment. My favorite. That was my favorite. One of my favorite moments because it was so weird. And it was so, so weird. It, like, did she forget the joke? I think she just genuinely was like, I'm not going to rag on Michelle. Like, I'm just going to do something completely earnest out of nowhere. The thing just... is, yeah, it was out of nowhere and it didn't have a laugh attached to it. So then you're not sure what to laugh at. And then everything following it, you're like, so is that a compliment too? What, where, where are we going? It was very confusing structure. I mean, there was no structure. There was, there was no, no structure. Lack of structure. I think there could have been a way to fit it in in a really fun way. Because then after the Michelle bit, you have and last Mama Ruth, she's got a couple things to say. Tomorrow we'll snatch her own wig and start screeching that if she doesn't put her ass in the finale, she's going to kill you. Can I get an amen up in this bitch? Okay, now it's unhinged. It, yeah, it like, it, it ended so strangely. I mean, the whole thing was sort of like a fever dream, but I do think there were some fun moments. I mean, I think, ugh, tomorrow is such a host, I think. More so than someone who builds a structure for things. I feel like she's great at setting the tone, but she doesn't really know what she's doing unless she has yeah. a script. 
I think Tomorrow was very yelly and very on brand. Did it get Rue to laugh? Yes. Was it top tier roast? No. It was fine and a good start. But as they'll say later, there were no jokes I'll remember out of it. Yeah, really. And during the Thunderdome, it's Dee Dee Decimator. She's got stones on her 80s workout attire, and I hate that the boots were clashing pink with the rest of the look. Oh, my God. Oh, it, it pissed me off. Like, it genuinely got me so angry. And it's one yeah. of my biggest notes here. I said it made me angry. Yeah, me oh. too. She asked the kids who's ready to get Dee destroyed as she asked Daddy to make some noises. Um, I feel like she asked Daddy to make noises all the time. Oh, on the daily. Yeah. no doubt. <laughs> she regards the distinguished panel of judges, the knockout with no knockers, Michelle Visage. She says, you always look so gorgeous and so glamorous and it takes a gay village. No, a gay army. No, a gay brigade. No, a gay horde with a tank of Botox. She says, it's a shame that Kate Butch doesn't have the same resources she does. Okay. Um, I think it's very interesting that we would use the gay horde to work on Michelle because we know that's the whole joke with Rue. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Fine. We, we're changing things up. And senior champ RuPaul. Guess who's back in the house? Walking stick, click clacking about. Oh, loved it. <laughs> I got a hand it to her. How has no one never made that joke before? I have no idea, but it is so genius. And like, it's, uh, it's incredible. It was, it was brilliant. Yeah. Alan Carr, she says she didn't doesn't feel like he doesn't know much about drag. She will share a drag tip with him. So tape can be used to enhance anything. She uses tape to snatch her face up and look gorgeous. He should use tape over his mouth because you won't stop talking. It's fine. Easy joke. Simple. Fine. And then we have guest judge Aisling B. She loved her as a captain on uh, 8 out of 10 cats. And I give this look a 1 out of 10 cats. Okay. I'm going to say it. <laughs> She didn't know who Asling B was at all. She no probably, idea. with the other queens, was given a little paper with her resume. And she said, oh, I've heard of 8 out of 10 cats. I've never watched it, but I'll make a 1 out of 10 cats joke. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But Alexa, she tried. She tried. She really did. Yeah. Alexa St. Pete, blonde with a whole lot of ambition, just not many results. <laughs> and please note, her hair is green. <laughs> And this is when you knew that Dee Dee was not a comedian because she wasn't able to adapt. No, yeah. It was like, she was like, I have my script and this is all I have and I can't let go of this. Like, I need this. Vicky Vivacious. She is the horniest drag queen she has ever met in her life. She should name herself Vicky Viagra because her performance in the reading challenge was an absolute dysfunction. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, not for me. Kate Butch, describing your drag reminds me of an airport. It's absolutely terminal and your departure was delayed. Okay, that was a good one. This was incredible. The, it, like, that was, oh, it, and I just wish that she put more time into all the others. Because like, that with the Rue, I'm like, okay, so you have funny things and you could do this. Ugh. Now on to the rest of them. Is this the best we could do? Easy joke, low hanging fruit. Tamara Thomas, the body queen. There are only two things that are fake about Tamara Thomas. Her face. <laughs> okay joke structure calling her two-faced that's fine but the way she said it was not funny no 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 and we've heard many people do a two-faced joke so surely she could have done better yeah there's a way to do it and like you know you're going to go into again uh, the preparation of rupaul like if you're going into yeah. this you know that there's going to be a queen who's going to be botched up completely so come ready with the two-faced jokes now on to the rest of them. 
Ginger Johnson, bad 40 bitch. Did no one teach you sharing is caring? Unless you're sharing makeup tips, then that is just sabotage. Cute. Okay. Mike Marulli is so old that every time she puts out a little fart, all you hear is, Puh. I did not like that one. That one didn't work for me. It didn't work. And I feel like it was a joke that I've heard before. Like, like we've heard the, not yeah. about farting. I mean, I guess old people fart and that was like, do a joke about knees cracking or something else. Like they did structure wise. It didn't work for me. I agree. And it wouldn't be a delicious roast if she didn't roast herself. She has the same IQ. Same, um, let me go. Again. She has the same number of IQ as she does badges. Zero. And here's why it didn't work. She's so dumb, she couldn't even formulate that sentence in English. <laughs> because what I just fucked it up is how the sentence should have gone. Yeah, and like, that's the thing is it's, again, she had good ideas, not, at least she had a structure, which is, I think, different than Tamara. Right. So it, it was better than, I think going after Tamara made her look really good. Yes. And I was surprised with how well Didi went with it i i thought she was gonna bomb completely and she really surprised me yeah i i think she was hit and miss better than expected but the cadence for a roast and comedy was not quite there it was very samey i needed a little more levels and depth correct yeah i agree completely let's go find some levels and depth watch out for the jordy wallaber i will say that her look was quite good golden red was a smite color smart color combo when that ginger fro was very much richard simmons 80s realness a hundred percent it was my favorite look of the roasts she gets the crowd going to scream ginger, ginger, and then does a body slam. Did not expect that one to come. I loved it. <laughs> now, I don't know what happened if her personal mic was broken or the stage mic was a bit screwy, but it sounded like ginger was talking in a tin can. It was weird. It like was even post-production couldn't even fix it, clearly. It definitely didn't <laughs> at all. <laughs> she will thank Delicious for whatever that was supposed to be. Bless Didi. She's never been to a panto, never seen a musical, never even heard of gladiators. She's eaten yogurts that are more cultured than Didi Lettuce. <laughs> Brilliant. Genius. Naomi is here. When she went up against Kara in that lip sync, the only cliffhanger about that episode was the toes poking out of the front of the shoes. Easy the toes joke. had to be a big deal for the girl. It must have been a huge joke. It must have been. Naomi's feet looked like the E.T. flicking through the phone book. <laughs> the only thing longer than Naomi shows is Didi's losing streak. Wham, bam, thank you twice. Um, I don't know if the kids these days know what a phone book is. I hope they do. <laughs> I hope so, too. Oh, my gosh, I really hope they do. Michael Maroli is here. Michael is so gorgeous, kind human, who really plays into the traditions of drag. She paints for the back row in Australia at the Institute for the Blind. <laughs> You know what? I, I get the joke. I don't think it works for Michael. Like, if you said it, I don't know about Trixie. Like, someone's already done. That one fits a bit better. I feel that. Yeah, that would be a better Trixie joke. It is interesting. Oh, I think it's been literally used before. Yeah, like, it's... Yes. Yes, yes. Tamara yes. Thomas is here. What can she say about Tamara Thomas? She is so orange, she pisses pure vitamin C. Tamara Thomas is so orange, she makes Michael Marulli look like a human being. <laughs> very good, very good. Her favorite thing about Tamara Thomas is she floats around in her own little world. The only thing looser than Tamara's grip on reality is Vicky's hole at the end of Pride Weekend. That was good. I love the double whammies. Oh, yeah. Kate Butch is here. Ginger unravels a bunch of cue cards, and that was brilliant. 
Kate Butch wouldn't know good makeup if it came up and slaps her in the face, which it never will. Kate's <laughs> hairline is so hard. If that was, if this was the '90s, RuPaul would try to snort it. Good job, good job. Now Alan Carr is so annoying. He makes Amanda Holden look like a good time. Were you familiar with the source material of Amanda Holden? Nope. <laughs> That's okay. Amanda Holden is a singer, theater girl. Um, she was. Um, she's a judge, I believe, on Britain's Got Talent. She is very, very funny. I don't know why people don't like her because I find her pleasant and fun. Um, also, I'm shocked that five seasons in, we have not had Amanda Holden as a guest judge yet. Maybe this is like putting it in, you know, the energy. Maybe, or maybe she'll be on the show. I don't know if they film another show that's coming out maybe next year. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Michelle Massage, your body is a temple. Ancient. And like all stunning temples, if you put 50p in her box, she'll let you have a look around. Pensioners go free on Sunday. That was good. It was. It was. I think Ginger was great, but the card crutch was the only downfall. It was such a minor thing. It was going to be the splitting hairs for sure. Like they put it in the edit. Because they needed to define why it happened. Yeah, it was so clear that, like, this is the reason. But Ginger still, I think, is just such a top performing queen in this show. Like, she knows what she's doing so well. And I just, I love seeing her perform in every aspect. Be very afraid. It's Maruli the Merciless. I hated this look so much. That wig was (laughs) thirsty. It, yeah, I think Michael Maruli in general has sort of not had my favorite makeup or my favorite looks, but the energy that sure. she brings is unparalleled. Like, it's it's incredible. So who's ready for a SmackDown? She will say Ginger. This microphone smells like cigarettes and regret. She will then toss her cards on the floor, and that was the mic drop she needed. Perfect. Perfect. It was, it was, oh, it was perfect. Greetings, girls, gays, clamazons, and gargoyles. She is there on a humanitarian mission to f- so fire up the barbecue. Let's torch these pigs. Oh, hey, Jay-Z, how's Beyonce? <laughs> Obviously referring to Miss Naomi Carter. <sighs> so good. Kate loves nature, despite what it's done to her face. Kate is so ugly, her vibrator went limp. The only big hard D she has in her life is depression. <laughs> oh, gorgeous. What works is it was one joke that segued into another joke, which segued into another joke in threes, but they were all different. Yeah. I mean, if That's you want writing to talk structure. about structure and talk mm-hmm. about someone who like did their homework, yes. Michael is showing all these girls like, hey, actually this is a masterclass in how to do this. Like I'm doing it. Speaking right of depression, D deplorable. People are going to say you're selfish, you're rude, you're bad mannered, you're annoying, you're a bitch. And to people she says, uh-huh. <laughs> Obviously a re- uh, 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 callback to the disaster class challenge. Dee Dee is a baby. Oh, Whitney Houston once said, I believe children are the future. And if that's the case, thank God for global warming. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel sometimes. Tamara Thomas. Tamara is a dirty girl. Point to Tamara and shout filth. She is such a pervert. Her Instagram pages are stuck together. Vile and funny. Vile and funny. Two great things to be for a roast. Ashling B is here. You're beautiful. You're talented. You're successful. What the fuck are you doing here? Okay. <laughs> Ginger Johnson, triple badge winner, triple ba- triple threat, triple heart bypass. Wow. <laughs> she's going to tell Ginger the truth, and she's not going to sugarcoat it, because she'll probably eat that, too. There you go. 
He's got him good. Mm. Now, speaking of strokes, which was interesting segue here. I feel like we cut something. RuPaul, mother, I adore you with all my heart and I feel comfortable with you. Now, to tell you the truth, you have this angry, poisonous, hideous looking growth on your right shoulder, Michelle. Okay. Michelle Sage is such an ugly whore. The end. <laughs> Speaking of whores, hi, Alan. Alan is so gay, he could sit on a crayon and tell you what color it is. In conclusion, everyone is ugly and then she hates them all. I liked her set. I think she had some good zingers. I wish the energy was a bit up because it did feel camp, but also like on the microphone at a dive bar at 11 p.m. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, I do feel like there should have been a bit more of like the Tamara kookiness to just really drive it but in terms of just like a setup to go from like you to you to you to you to you to you, it was just so it flowed so beautifully i don't think i I've will better i will say presentation wise and jokes i prefer ginger over michael yeah but that's just me liking that kind of campiness a little bit better super fair i think michael for me took everything this episode um and we'll touch on the runways obviously but i really loved michael set the most i thought what a way to end it what a, i like again i do wish it had like a bigger ending sure to really bring us home which i think ginger would have done um but i i was really 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 blown away by michael this episode category is poofs on parade in honor of the runway we will play poof there it is or burden of poof <laughs> Guys, I got it. I'm here with the dad jokes. The delicious <laughs> look by Ingrid Haskett, hair by Vaseline. I like the color. Gold Lemay is big and bold. There is just so much fabric. It's like a blob. The poof is in the sleeves, and that surely is fun, but she looked like she had difficulty controlling it. I wish the hair was bigger to match the grandeur of the sleeves. Why do the shoes look silver? Or is it the light? Because I'm not sure. In the photograph, it looked gold, but when she walked off stage, it looked silver. For me, it was fine. If it fills the brief, it's giving club luck. I wasn't as impressed. I mean, the judges ate it up, which I thought was really interesting. Um, I wasn't as impressed. I thought she looked like a Wendy's baked potato. Um, And not in a way that I liked. I mean, but her face is always perfect. Like she will always, uh, this will always be so beautiful. Um, It wasn't my favorite look. I didn't like it. Michelle says it's very inspirational to see her out there doing her thing with the kids who have been doing that longer than she has. She was very proud. She says her look is her favorite of the night. She says it's a beautiful drag for our Roche and says she looks delicious and rich. Ashling says she had a lot of gorgeous jokes and she had rolling gags on top of people. She sort of wants to eat her and she can take it how she wants it. She calls her stunning and says the sky is the limit. Alan says a lot of the jokes didn't work, but he could see what she was doing with them. He says, when you do jokes about wordplay that sometimes lack a bite as they are clever, but not laugh out loud funny. He says the look is 80s, it's excess, it's more, more, more. He says it's a tsunami of gold and beautiful look. Rue calls, says the outfit is an editorialized version of the 80s and says it's perfection. She says it's another one that will go down in Drag Race history. And I say, go to bed, Rue, go to bed. Joan Collins could never full stop. She says the odds were stacked against her in the comedy rows, but it did not deter her. Where did the confidence come from? Well, Didi says she was super in her head as always, but when they talked about with Alan, she knew she had to exert confidence no matter what she did whenever a joke didn't land as it didn't phase her. She says super. she feels super proud as she didn't expect to do that well. All right, I'll give her poof. There it is. Yeah, I would say the same. Audience, 94% poof. There it is. 6% burden of poof. Tamara Thomas, look by Amici Wigs, hair by How's Your Head Wigs. 
Well, this could have been disastrous. This was boring and plain. I think saying the poof is in the bottom of the dress is, for me personally, a reach. It's a reach. I feel like she had married, had she married the poof at the ends of the sleeves, we could have had a moment in the corset. Well, clearly she didn't look in the mirror before filming to know that they needed to either build one into the look or use a different color to line it. Um, the breakup of the corset destroyed the illusion. I do think the white hair is very pretty. I love the makeup, the lip match, and the gown was dynamic. For me, this is a case of pretty girl relying on pretty and hopes it saves her in the end. Unfortunately, there was no place to hide this week. Yeah, I think like it's, I did like seeing her in a gown. Uh, like it was, it was a, a newer silhouette for her. So I was intrigued by that. I do wish that either it wasn't sheer or like it could have been just different, like di differently constructed for sure. Um, but I mean, she's always going to look gorgeous. It's annoying. Michelle <laughs> says she is not sure what she watched with her, but she is buying a ticket. She says it's shocking to see her in clothes and loves the shape on her and the silhouette. She says the corset should be nude as the eyes go to the black corset. Alan says when they go to a comedy club, they always put someone like her on first to get the party started. He says it was really wonderful and confident. He says he wonders if he would have liked to have a mink stole or maybe a muff on the look. Ashling says she came out and set a tone of an energy that everyone else had to match and she just sold it. As she said to a waiter in a pub, thank you so much for delivering me that roast. Ruth says she loves the silhouette and they all know she is very funny. She asks if there was a point in her roast she felt a bit lost. She says not at all. She says she was a little bit nervous, but as soon as she strutted up and down with the gorgeous hunk of a man, she felt in charge to let go and have a laugh. Ruth says she was very confident and very funny. I will give it a bird and a poof. I might say the same, actually. I, yeah, yeah. Audience cannot decide. 50% poof, there it is. 50% burden of poof, right? Wow. In the yeah, very decisive. Um, Divisive. Ginger Johnson, look by Julian Smith, hair by Venus Envy. Well, she is a clown. I think the hoop skirt is big and campy and matches in the fabric and pattern to be big and campy. I think the yellow hair is a nice, bold color. She styled it well for this look. The poof sleeves work for the concept. Is this a groundbreaking look? Not a chance. Is it in line with who Ginger is as a drag artist? You bet. Yeah, I... I didn't really like it, but it is gorgeous. And like yeah. Ginger is like the most versatile on the runway this season. And the fact that she's made almost all of her costumes is absolutely commendable. And like, I wish I could. It sort of felt like what she was wearing for this runway felt like if someone was like, okay, can you draw Tr Trixie Mattel as a Barbie doll from memory? Like you can't yeah. look at any pictures. And that's sort of what Ginger gave, which isn't bad. It just wasn't for me. Michelle says the only word she wrote down was amazing as she was so captivated. She says it was hysterical, fun, inclusive, and the only thing that was a thorn in her side was the cards, but says to not let it upset her as it didn't take anything away from the fact that she fucking killed it. She says the look is a different take and says that's what it's all about. Versatility constantly switching up and says she keeps her guessing every single week. Alan absolutely loved the performance and says it was so funny. He says everyone was a zinger. Asling says she wrote Dennis Ball Machine as that's what she felt like they were getting. She says there were so many jokes coming out of her head and that she learned watching her. Rue says that the outfit is amazing and it's exaggerated in all the right places. She says she is such an incredible queen and so funny. She had no doubt that she would knock it out of the park and she certainly did. Yeah. Ginger says she is proud to be there with the girls and says it's Disneyland for drag queens. She says every loop-de-loop -loop that your drag can be put through, this is where it happens. I will give this a soft poof. There it is. It's going to be a, a, 
kind of like a not strong poof but a, a proper poof i think that she did a poof in a very different way that i liked seeing even though it's not for me i do think it like fit the brief in a really different way Audience, 70% poof. There it is, 30% burden of poof. And finally, Michael Maruli, look by Ilaria Lapore, hair by Drag Helmet. That is so much fucking fabric. I think the color story with blue and silver and white is getting us all ready for Hanukkah. She fulfilled the brief. Does it look like she's in a puffer jacket, sleeping bag, ready to hibernate for winter? Sure. Is it something for sure? Sure. I thought this was the best she has looked, makeup-wise, look-wise. Because I think, like, she's... She's someone who has it, you know, yeah. like she, she has that it factor and just how so like, I mean, the judges touched on it. Her face looked perfect in this runway and it just worked so well. The proportions were gorgeous. Ah, it was just I, I, I was living for this. Michelle says she had a lot of great jokes. She was in control of the microphone. She owned the stage. She says she had her the minute she got rid of the cards. She says she pared it down on her face and looks 10 times bigger and 10 years younger. She says she looks beautiful and this is the new direction of Michael Morley's drag. Alan says the I don't need cards. I know my jokes bitch was the ultimate shade. He knew it was going to be fun. He says once she got into the relenting rhythm, it was like a workout for his abs. He says it was good for the fun. Essling says she has a love maternal energy but where her where she would thank her if she kicked her in the head okay <laughs> she says the outfit reminds her of when you see a cold italian glamorous tourist rue wants her outfit in every color and says watching her in all these weeks show them what she's made of the years of being on stage it really paid off she says the comedy routine was masterful michael says she is blown away and getting a bit emotional she says she has waited her whole life for this moment and to hear it she has given her everything just by being there Bruce says they all know what they have and all what they've showed and has allowed them to stay in the competition. She says they just needed someone to recognize and say, yes, you are the chosen one. She says it can be hard to hear that after years of being pushed aside and not recognized for how beautiful we are and how smart and creative. And here they are and they are telling all four of them they got it and the world is going to love them. They already do to pieces. All right. I'm going to give this a poof. There it is. Yeah, it's a poof. There it is. It's the strongest poof, in my opinion, for the night. It was, ugh, love. Audience, 74% poof. There it is. 26% burden of poof. The Dragiators are heading backstage as they are greeted by the dead girls. It's the Eliminated Queens. Uh, and you thought that roast was hot? Just you wait. It is all smiles and hugs. And tomorrow, just looking at Naomi's tits. I mean, they are out. <laughs> They're there. There's like nowhere else to look. In a strange moment, it's going to be Alexis to be the one to reveal that Kara is feeling sick and couldn't be there. What's the real tea? What do you think? I, I think she just didn't go. I, I feel like she phoned it in. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe like there was a version of the rose that had her in it and it didn't work out. And then maybe they had to do it all over again. Like, I don't know. I just feel like... I don't know if she was actually sick. I don't think, think she wanted to be there. Be there, yeah. Um, Which... I'm sure if she is present next week and they bring the Queens back, we'll find out that if that maybe she was sick. Um, maybe she's still bitter about thinking Vicky was talking about her, but well, no, it's you're not. Mm. Michael asks if they enjoy the roast and Banksy will say it was so fun. Ginger shares that she got good critiques and says it was nice. And Vicky will call out Michael and her cards and says it was strong and fabulous. Michael is feeling good and confident, but knows that Ginger did amazing. So only God knows how this is going to end. And by God, she means RuPaul. <laughs> 100%.
Didi shares that her critiques included Michelle praising her and Rue, as dramatic as it sounds, touched her soul. Cut to a look from Vicky. But, oh, mommy, we will get to it. On the first watch, I was like, oh, that's weird. Why, why is she not having it? But, ha, ha, ha. Didi thinks she redeemed herself in the comedy department, but she thinks her runway will help carry her through. Now, Tamara, whether she prompted this or, was, or did it on her own, says her critiques were good and says she roasted most of them and turns her head to Vicky. The room laughs. Let's get into it. Yeah. As a reminder, Vicky left a menacing mirror message where she says she loves most of them. And Vicky will be truthful. As the music turns to like psycho murder music, I was like, what is happening? I was I, I, I was sitting at this very table going, what? Like what? Oh my gosh. She will oh. say that she kept such a professional head with some of the bitches, but tells Dee Dee that she left such a bad taste in her mouth after episode one. And why is that? She thinks how she was from day one, wiped her emotions with her and tells her she is very sneaky. She says she knows she's doing it to get where she got, but the way she was with Alexis, she hated seeing it. Which is insane, as it's the same thing that Vicky is currently doing to Dee Dee. She is playing mind games. I wrote down Vicky. What the fuck? Like, like truly, like what? What is this? Like, what, what's the what? And like weeks later, like it. What? It didn't compute. It didn't make sense. And for us viewers, it didn't compute because maybe I don't remember it right, but I don't think Vicky was involved with it at all. No, it was so between not Vicky. Like, it, like it, it was a situation that she just put herself in, I guess, and has been holding like on. Like, this was a conversation for, you know, like maybe the group chat after filming. I don't know, a conversation over tea and crumpets. This was not this moment because no. it had nothing to do with her. Like, if you wanted to have airtime and drama when you return, you had it with Banksy if you really wanted to. Now, we all know that the two of them have not been speaking since filming because it's been in the exit interviews. I have not gotten to see anything DD wise, so I'm curious to know how this has been resolved if it has been resolved. Um, but it was it was a blind side. It was such a blind side, but I think Didi handled it as well as anyone could have. I mean, she knows sure. that she's got a lip sync, you know, like she's in a very different headspace. And to be thrown a curveball like that is bananas. Um, but she really, I thought, handled it so gracefully and so truthfully. And I love the other queens sticking up for Dee Dee too, being like, hey, like, no. Um, Dee Dee is offended. Vicky is saying it as she claims it was never about that. She says she apologized to Alexis and didn't intend to get under anyone's skin. Vicky says she is talented, but she's not going to sit there and lie. She went through the competition and thought, who else is she going to try to get rid of next? Dee Dee didn't come out with this about her. Um, she's generally confused. And I'm like, well, Vicky, why didn't you talk to her about it if you really had a problem? Ginger will keep going for that miscongeniality crown and stand up for Didi and say that at the time, she also thought it was a bit sneaky, but getting to know Didi more, she doesn't think it was like that. Ginger says Vicky said she didn't call out Didi because she didn't want to be unprofessional, but says harboring a grudge about someone for 10 weeks until you get the chance to stick the knife in is unprofessional. Uh, obviously we are going to have other things that were said do you think others participated in this conversation of sticking up for Didi? 
I'm hoping so. Like, I'm hoping that there's an edit where they actually have like a lot more conversation about it because it was so out of left field. And I think the Queens are, I mean, again, what I like about UK drag is that it, drag race specifically is that it does feel like they see each other so much in a very like emotioned, empathetic way that it felt so, it felt like such an, an anomaly of just like, what is happening? Why is this happening here? Why is this so, it was bananas. Dini will turn to Alexis and say that she can't ap apologize enough for what happened and hopes she knows her intent was not to set her up. Alexis says she knows she wasn't attacking her and she says she loves her. Now, is it possible Alexis and Vicky were not on the same page about this? Because Vicky, I don't know, could have told Alexis about this plan and Alexis could have been like, ah, you don't need to say anything. It was very awkward. It was very much a thing of like, why is Vicky the one that's talking about this? Like, well, like, why is this her conversation if it's about two separate people? It felt very... Yeah, it wasn't needed at all. It was so strange. Michael thinks that there is resentment that Didi sent Vicky home, but did they sort it out? Jury's still out. What's Drag Race without a little drama? Well, Banksy will remind the class that the phrase lamb to slaughter was thrown around a little bit, and guess what? It involves Vicky again. Woo! Walk out, <laughs> Banksy. Go walk. Ginger says seeing the workroom with drag creatures again really is bringing home how far along they are on this drag journey. Didi and Tamara know that if they are lip syncing, it's not because they did awful. Kate says that this has been the story of the season as everyone has done so well in all the challenges. So it's been splitting hairs or hairlines in Kate's case. They're all close to winning this fucker. Cheers to the Eliminated Queens of Series 5. Oh, yeah. All right, the decisions are in. The winner of the week is Michael Morulli. It is a three-bad showdown at the top. Ginger is safe, leaving Dee Dee and Tamara as the bottom two. Do you agree? I agree completely. If we are playing the game of splitting hairs, I will give Michael Maruli the slight edge on the runway. So yes, Michael does deserve the win overall. Oh yeah. I think the runway, the performance for me, both together, just, it was like, this is, this was Michael Maruli's episode. The song is Annie Lennox's Little Bird, which is such a fun track. And I think they both gave an outstanding performance. Based on track record and making Rue laugh in general, Tamara would have had to bomb the shit out of this performance in order to actually go home. Yeah, I I think in terms of the lip sync itself, I'm not sure if I agree with the winner. Um, I agree, but Didi had the better performance. It was, Could this have been a moment where she stayed and we had a top four? Honestly, based on the challenge and the performance, it could have been warranted. For me, I don't know if you're watching all the international seasons. It felt very Drag Race Germany. It didn't have to be a top three. You could have gotten away with a top four. Yeah, fully. It could have been a top four very easily this season, and it wouldn't take away anything. Do you think it's because we already had two non-eliminations? I want to say, yeah. I yeah, think I it agree. Time. And also, like, Didi was consistently in the bottom, but it was just such a better performance. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Was very I mean, let, let's be real. Like, the other big four-bottom um, lip-sync assassins, <laughs> taste finale, um... Black Peppa finale. There's no reason why she couldn't have been brought along to the finale. 100%. In the end, Didi assassinated. Tamara is safe and in the finale. Do you agree? I don't agree. Um, I I do think it still is an amazing top three. Um, I just wish it were a top four. Yeah, it's. I, 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 I wouldn't have said it a week ago, two weeks ago. I would have said yeah. Didi gone. But I think seeing her performance and knowing she's not a comedy queen and then watch her actually do comedy. I was impressed. And I was, I think it was, 
it should have been a moment to give her um some flowers that being said like let's be real dd is going to be called for an all-star season someday so let her have the redemption there yeah and i think that her booking fee has just gone up so much because these performances on like her she's a lip-sync assassin she's incredible she's a star i love her all right i got some burning questions to wrap up this podcast are you ready yes what is dd's legacy wig glue (laughs) i mean yeah (laughs) i hope at DragCon she gets wig glue from every fan i hope everyone brings it (laughs) who won the week who are the best episode michael maruli yeah i will give it to michael i give it to ginger too maybe split the win because that could have happened too i think michael it's just the confidence of throwing those fucking cards for me i was just like that is that's a winner that's someone who's boss ass move oh love it it's the finale the music is spotlight oh and they have one more thing that gets the girls to cry um who what 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 do you think is happening do you think their family is going to show up at the end of their little um shitty chat with room family or loved ones that will come for the finale that hopefully we'll be able to watch them tape it as well like i'm hoping that it's like that'll be so fun yeah after nine episodes the winner of the season is i think it's gonna be ginger interesting i feel like after last episode and this episode and the way they spoke to and about michael edit feels like michael should win this now i think ginger still has a chance but the fact that ginger didn't win a comedy challenge at the end feel like that was the fate being sealed that being said i felt the same way last season where i was like oh cheddar's got this and wrong right from under i think I, I wouldn't be, I mean, I wouldn't be mad with Michael or Ginger winning at all. Like, granted, wouldn't be mad about Tamara winning either, but it's just for me, the, like, these two, like, Olympic athletes of drag queens. It feels very similar to Cheddar Gorgeous and Danny Beard, where yeah. they were just such phenomenal people at the top of the leaderboard consistently. I just think that Ginger was the biggest surprise from day one. I don't think that I would have ever been like, oh, Ginger's gonna be in the finale. Whereas with Michael Maruli, I would have been like, oh yeah, Michael Maruli's gonna be in the finale. Like that I can see yeah. very easily. Ginger really- Yeah. I said in the preview podcast that both Ginger and Michael could make it far simply because they feel like professionals and they are easy for Rue to talk to. Yeah. And that proved that to be true all season long. Yeah, and it was gorgeous. It honestly, this has been one of the most enjoyable seasons for me. I feel like there were so many different personalities throughout the season and so many different people. Like, I don't know. It, it just, I like season four. I loved season three. And I'm finding that I'm loving season five a lot. Um, so just really excited to see this finale. Well, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Yeah, I, I'm on Instagram at Reina No Buena, and I have a weekly show here in New York City uh, at Someday Bar NYC. And on December 6th, I will be having a special solo birthday show with some incredible drag acts, including my mom, Nancy No Good. And we love her. 
We love her. She sends her regards. She says hello. Um, so we have Nancy No Good, we have Cheeks Voila and Dion, as well as Tuna Melt and Oreo. Um, so it's going to be a jam-packed evening. I'm turning 28. Um, and I just really want to honor my year with amazing trans artists that make me so happy. And I just want to have a lovely time. So come by. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I'm sure we'll do it again soon. Yes, thank you so much. And I hope you have a lovely day, night, anything. <laughs>